With last week's games in the books, it's time to place wages for the upcoming week of sports. There's no better way of being a part of the game like Action 24-7's app, the official sports booking site for the Full Sport Press Podcast. Get into the game right from your couch. It's pretty simple. Just download the Action 24-7 app, create your profile, and use code FSP100. That's code FSP100. Only the Action 24-7 app. Eligibility restriction applied. See action247.com for more details. Remember, game responsibly for promotional use only. Everything paid for. We did a lot for the wins. Came in a drop on the 10. Now we on top, top once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to tighten the plan. Yeah, I got it right in the end. Now we on top, top once again. I don't want it if it ain't love. If it ain't get it away from me. Who you gon' jack if it ain't us? LABB to the bakery. Some niggas mad that I came up. I know my granny gon' pray for me. It was just us in the vacancy. We had to get it from A to B. Wheels never felt like this. Two seats in the hills, how feel righteous. Blue sheets for the mills. You are now listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. Featuring hosts, Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back. And some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I'm Jay Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. We's in the building. Say what's up. We say. What it do, what it do, what it do. Coach Lock back in the building. Say what's up, Cam. What's happening, what's happening, what's happening, fellas? How's everybody doing? Doing good, man. Doing great, Pretty man. How's good, everybody? Man. Two shows in a week. How y'all feel about that? Two shows. That is Jeff Denton. I thought we had a week off when we got we had to go back and get two up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, sometimes you gotta do two a days, man. You gotta do yeah. two a days. Two a day season, we, we got it. Yeah. You got long-winded. That's the reason why it took so long. <laughs> you just oh. talking. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year for sure. Happy Twice for, for the yeah. second time. We back with another episode. <laughs> episode 350, man. We're handing out the 2020-2021 NFL postseason awards. FSP style. Always FSP stat. You better damn know it. You better damn believe it. Let's kick it off, man. Best of the week, Weezy. What you got? Best of the week for me, man. TSU yesterday getting that first uh, conference win, man. Shout out to Penn and them. And them boys, they rolling. Little fish drill, he, he going. Keep chopping wood, y'all. Just keep chopping wood. Sure yeah. heard you, man. Shout out to the guys. Jeff, what you got? Best of the week, buddy. WNBA star Renee Montgomery. She's on brand and she got with Marshawn Lynch. My guy, they are now co-owners of the football team in the new Fan Control Football League. Y'all heard about the Fan Control Football League? I have not. Okay, Fan Control Football League is seven on seven where the fans control the entire league from the plays to the names to the players to everything. Only thing they don't control is who owns the team. Quavo got a team, Marshawn Lynch and uh, Renee got a team. And a couple of the guys, four teams right now, they're adding on. It's called the Fan Control Football League. Johnny Menzel is signed on to be the quarterback right now. So we here. Here we go, man. When do they start, bro? In February. End of February. Nice, nice. Spring football, most definitely. Coach Lott, what you got? Uh, mine is the same as Weezy, man. My alma mater got their first win in uh, conference play. A needed win for sure. You always need to get that first one. Once you get that first one, you can get rolling. So, you know, they're a little young. Shout out to the hometown kid, like Weezy mentioned, Marcus Fitzgerald, 6.5, had a great game. He's been playing great all season, though. Well, I ain't going to say great. He's been playing good, i say. So, hopefully, he can keep that going. For sure, man. Uh, my best of the week, man, is doing two shows in one week, man. You know, the people needed more of us. Guess what we doing, man? We giving the people what they want, giving the people what they need. Worst of the week, Weezy, what you got? Oh, uh, my worst of the week was uh, the Secret Service, man. Bastards. Um, yeah, Secret Service. Fucking bastards, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Coach Lott, what you got? Worst of the week. Uh, Secret Service is listening. 
Just let you know, Weezy, they are Most listening and watching for sure. Uh, my worst of the week is uh, the first Texas case of the more contagious British COVID-19 strain, B-117, has reared its face here in Harris County, where I currently reside. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Jeff, what about you, buddy? Yeah, um, the gold toe, man, the yellow toe, Laker toe questions. You, you sneaker, hipsters, bot-having people, stay away from the quest, three-by questions, please. Y'all don't wear those. Leave that to people like me who actually cherish those shoes and want them and will pay for them. So that now, because you all want to buy bots and buy them up in five minutes, I got to pay $300 for a pair of Reebok questions. Thank you very much, you internet geeks. Thank you. Yeah, wow. Uh, spicy. Y'all spicy I in the worst you. of the week, man. Jeez. Uh, my worst of the week is Markel Fultz, man. Out for a year with the torn ACL. Godspeed to that kid. Just another chapter in the book, man, about the best redemption story in sports history, man. Godspeed to my guy. Man, I'm praying for you. Hey, small things to a giant. He got this one, too. That hurt, man. I need him, I need him to bounce back. We, I need him to bounce back. That's my guy, too, man. I got two, man. Also, worst of the week. This Paul Pierce Luca comparison is lazy. Two totally different players. It's like comparing a Range Rover to a damn Explorer. Never an MVP mm. caliber player. Huh? Luca was that in his third year in the league. Paul Pierce was never, ever, ever huh? an MVP caliber player. Ever. Paul Stop Pierce is an NBA champion, Hall of Famer. Why is it a slight to be compared to an MV? I'm sorry, an NBA Hall of Famer and a champion? How was that a slight? Was he ever an MVP caliber player? Is Luca technically an MVP, MVP caliber player? When? 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 In his third year today. It's not over with. We're eight games into this season. Guarantee he get MVP votes. Paul Pierce has never had an MVP vote in his career. I, I, I'm willing to – I'm not willing to bet, but I'm pretty sure Paul Pierce has had at least one MVP vote. At we'll least look. one. We'll had it before. So you saying, so saying Luca's a better Paul Pierce right now today? Yesterday. Now, make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. When you get through doing that, make sure you check out the On Day TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou every Wednesday. Their latest issue is up the 2021 preview slash predictions episode. They give you what they think is going to happen in this year. So you guys make sure you check that out and see what they got going on on day TV. Right. Any predictions as far as 2021, as far as hip hop, any excitement? I know we you're excited about Drake's album. Jeff, you got anything as far as a prediction or anything that you're excited about? Um, I think we get a Pusha T album finally. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, my God, I want to bet that Pusha T was gonna drop an album at the end of 2019. He yeah. went through all of 2020 and dropped album. He better shit. He's supposed to drop Dude, one at 20. At this point, it's like, bro, what are we doing at this point? Yeah, like, no, sure. 20, 2021 gonna be the first year I start buying hip hop merch. New year, new you, huh? I wouldn't say that, but yeah, we're gonna. Switch it up a little bit. What type of merch? You just, I mean, can you? I'm about a level. I'm about a level boy stuff. I'm about right. Yeah, come on, man. Of course you are. That's Ooh, the, that's not You really are jumping off the bridge there. No, I, 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 I just. What you want me to say? And my album's out. What you want me to say? Kendrick Lamar's album is not. It's not out. Kendrick Lamar's album gonna drop. Out. J Cole's gonna drop. He, all of them drop merch on every album. You gonna get that Benny the Butcher merch? That Bill's Mafia merch. I don't know who Benny Butcher Jones is. Who is Benny hey, Butcher? Hey, real Jones? quick, Jeff, does he have a Pyrex cup in his he hand? He does have a Pyrex cup in his hand. Yep, he sure does. Shout out to Yoski. Yoski, hey, Yoski, hide at you too. Yoski said he was the first person. Shout out to my dog. Yeah. He was the first person who was supposed to get that text about any Bill's Mafia stuff, and he did not. You didn't send him nothing about nothing, and he's upset with you because it's you and him against the yeah. world. Yeah, my bad, Yoski. My bad. Man, he hide at you. Yeah, he yeah, hot. I, I was too. Ex- I was too excited. I was too Yeesh. excited. I was too excited. Why you got Pyrex cup in this anyway? Because it's it's yeah. it's it's on brand. It's it, it, it real quick. It probably wasn't supposed to be Bills merch, and they just did it. No, they've done Bills stuff before in the past, and the Bills just caught on with it and ran with it. I think that's what happened. It sure looks like it. 
Sure yeah. does damn look like it. <laughs> Fresher than your average podcast and feature myself and my dog, Animal Brown. is a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. Pull up on us on the IG page and check out our Would You Rocks and much, much more directly for the culture. Wear your kicks, man. Cop responsibly. Also, don't forget to support the Realville Family Patreon page. Features full sport press on Deck TV. Fresher than your average and much, much more. Be on the lookout to join the Patreon family. Episodes are up right now. Support the team. Support the real. Jeff, you got 10 good resting seconds. Man. Yeah. <laughs> start the clock. <laughs> it's been a weird week in wrestling. We're going to start off with Monday Night Raw. It was Legends Night. Um, Hulk Hogan was there. What? Forget him. And Bill Goldberg made his triumphant return to challenge Drew McIntyre for the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight title at the Royal Rumble. Whoop-de-doo there. Then we skip over to Wednesday and hip-hop legend Snoop Dogg is performing frog splashes on AEW. What? Snoop has done it all, coach. He's done it all. <laughs> I don't, he looks I can't, so bad. Oh, he was terrible. He was horrible. He was he was asking people to get moved closer. He was he was talking to the wrestlers that was going. He's breaking all the rules. Snoop broke all the rules, and it looked bad. But he got the look. He got the got the viral moment off in his normal. How many times he wore that doggy style jacket since we seen Snoop? Everywhere he's gone. Okay, he's, so it's not just me. He's yeah, he's that, running that. He's running that to the ground. Like, that's yeah, the, sure. Up. Maybe right. he's putting ready for an anniversary or something and he's trying to get a head start on. I don't know. I think what would it be? Passed. They could already yeah. pass. Yeah, nah, it's next year. Is the is the 30. 30. Yeah, 30 is next yeah. year. That's what I'm saying. He's getting a head start. That's just, that jacket is it's enough, Snoop. It's, that's, sure. it's at least five times it's enough. I know that smell like a pound too. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Different variations. Anyway, make sure you tune in each and every Thursday to 808 and Chair Shots. Shout out to my guy, Neek. And always remember, you might not like wrestling, but your auntie loves it. Most definitely, man. Tweets with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started, the first half, Wheezy. Do you have a yellow box Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? Yeah, I do, man. This week's award recipient is Von Miller. Yeah, it is. It is. It is Von. A um, couple episodes back. Damn, our last episode, we were praising Von. It was our last damn episode. Episode 349. Uh, Denver Broncos pass rusher Von Miller could be in a lot of trouble, guys. His ex-fiance, Megan Denise, uh, you know, friend of the show. Uh, who we voted for our Cookie Johnson Award, um, has some serious accusations of verbal abuse at the hands of him during the time of her pregnancy. Miller and Denise have been on and off and on and off for the last couple of years, but it seems like things have taken a turn for the worse. Uh, Megan Denise took her Instagram to show and reveal some disturbing texts that came from Vaughn while she was pregnant with this baby. If these texts were really sent from Vaughn Miller, it's got to be outed as a scumbag that he is, man. Not only does he, you know, say some things that make him sound disgusting, he told the lady he's praying for a miscarriage. That's, that's beyond. It's beyond. It's beyond. It's, beyond. it's, it's uh, next level. Yeah, for sure. Vaughn has already denied these allegations from Megan Denise and claims that she's just upset about the breakup. Uh, wrong or right, you know, things can be altered. We don't really know what's going on. These are alleged text messages. But um, even if they are, we're just going with what we saw. Congratulations, Von Miller. You got your first Yellow Box Cheerios Award, Sippy. On the way. On the way. Nah, that's a record. Like, that's that's like from sugar to cheese. <laughs> we was just, I'm talking about praising this young lady and Von, you know, yeah. for, you know, bringing him back from a serious ankle injury in yeah. an Uber. And here we are. Here we are. And She's that's a- why. She was. She didn't get my vote for the. She way. didn't get your vote. I get that. Coach. Oh man, she brought him Uber though. She brought him back in the Uber. She brought, <laughs> him, brought my man back to life in the Uber. Here's the thing. You, we, we always forget things were always all good just a week ago. The week ago. Mm. The question I have then, we we're gonna get out of here. Did she have the baby? Or did what happened? Is she pregnant right now? I don't... That we man, we're old. Uh, used to know. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. 
You know what? Did we used to get that. Um, are you dropping it off at Vaughn House or you just gonna mail that to Vaughn? Yeah, I'm gonna mail it to him. You're I'm fighting Vaughn. Hot right now. Yeah, Vaughn, yeah, Vaughn is upset. <laughs> Vaughn, got a, Vaughn got a whole chicken farm. So, you yeah. know, people yeah. got chicken farms, got guns for sure. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Most definitely. You guys ready to get started the first half? Yes, yeah. Sir. Let's get big guns too. The first half is underway. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like you do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What do you do? It's your man, Coach Locke. Locke, when they find you at on social media, my brother? They can find me on Twitter and IG at Locke underscore the underscore great. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. Is that your saying? No, man, I ain't going to do it like that. <laughs> Weezy, where you at? I'm at... <laughs> I'm at, uh, at How Weezy on Twitter, and I'm at FSP's Weezy on IG. Holla at me. You ain't TikTok yet? Nah, hell no. Your little girl ain't old enough. Just you wait. You're going to be in there doing all the dances. I get it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what about you, buddy? Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms. Yeah. It's all of them, ain't it, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Now, yeah, that's Jeff Allo. Jeff TikTok. Blackpeoplemeet.com. That's that's expired. That's expired. That's expired. There you go. There you go. That's expired. You got me on there on back in the day, though. <laughs> 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 boy, you a fool, boy. You damn lie. Give me on farmersmeet.com. I ain't no farmer. Um, and I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter, man. Let's talk about it on Twitter. Gilbert Arenas, happy birthday. Top five score. All right, Jeff. What's <laughs> up, man? Oh, man. It was championship week in the FSP Fantasy Football League. We had the number five seed, Vandalay International. Shout out to Reagan. First, the number two seed, Kanye, in 2024. One time for then defending champion, A.B., Vandalay International overcame a zero-point performance from Corey Davis to win the FSP Fantasy Football Championship by a total of 40 points. 183 to 143 over AB had Stephon Diggs and Aaron Rodgers and Giovanni Bernard came in and showed out for him. So shout out to Reagan. Started paying attention in the middle of the season, start kicking ass in the middle of the season. Funny how I'm paying attention to do that for you. Shout out. for sure. (laughs) Let's play Reagan's um, victory speech. What's going on, FSP? This is your 2021 FSP Fantasy League champion. As I think about this victory speech, a lot of things come to mind. Started from the bottom, then we're here. I just want my damn respect. What else do you want me to do? But now all seriousness, oh, all seriousness though, you know what I'm saying? It was a tough season. Definitely didn't expect to win it. I went from last to first. But hey, on to next year. Shout out to Reagan, man. Hey, listen, man. Yeah. You go from worst to first. Yeah. That's something to write about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, this damn trophy came in today. Crispy. Really? Crispy. Mm. He said he wants damn respect. He wants damn respect. That's Crispy. Weird. I want that trophy. Say, I want that trophy so bad, Jeff. Jeff, I want that trophy so bad, bro. <laughs> you gonna come out? You gonna come out with time? No, but uh, I might just buy one. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna put on them, <laughs> man? Champion, champion. What the fuck did you say? Champion. <laughs> People come to the crib when Corona over. Be like, hey, man, are you playing the champion? Yeah, dog. Won that thing, boy. Won that thing, boy. Won it, boy. Man. Oh, Lord. Big champion, boy. Christ, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Reagan, though, man. That trophy be delivered to you soon, man. I ain't delivering. Let Weezy do that. Uh, let's move right along to the college football championship predictions, man. Ohio State versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama's favored by eight points the fourth appearance for sure in the college football playoff for Ohio state. This is six time and seven chances for Alabama. And yet in the college football playoff, the two have only met in the classic 42 to 35 
Buckeye Sugar Bowl semifinal win in 2015. Overall, it's only the fifth meeting all time with Alabama holding a three to one lead. Let's hand out some predictions for the big game, guys. Who is the winner and why? We will start with you, Weezy. I think Alabama's the winner only because I trust Nick Saban over Jason Day and experience wise. That's that's the only reason. Yeah, man. That first quarter means a lot to Ohio State. They gotta be able to look across the side on the other side of the ball and say we can compete on both sides, offense and defense. If if Alabama jumps out on them seven or ten to nothing or oh, Lord forbid fourteen to nothing, good night, Irene. But if they can keep it close in the first quarter, we in for a classic. Cause if they can realize it, they can keep it keep it close. But I got Alabama winning by by ten. By ten. This is gonna be a better game and closer game than people think. I believe Alabama has typically struggled with quarterbacks that are mobile, i.e. Deshaun Watson, who beat them in their last national championship game. You know, when they played Trevor Rawrence this year, he still had a good game, but they lost. They played Florida in the ACC championship game. Kyle Trask went off. So in previous games, when they played against quarterbacks, I believe Kellen Mond had a great game against them also. I think he had like three touchdowns or something like that. So they typically struggle with quarterbacks that are mobile and they can move. So that's just what Ohio State has in Justin Fields, who can do it all. The question mark is going to be how healthy is he? Will his ribs have an effect on him in this game? The offensive line in Ohio State is great. They have Summon looking like the greatest running back ever. He had 600 yards in the last three games. So it's going to come down to if they can contain Devontae Smith by slowing him down. They don't have to shut him down. They just got to slow him down. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go Ohio State is going to win this game 42-38. I picked Ohio State beating Clemson. Nobody on the damn call did that. Nobody did. Everybody picked Clemson to win that shit. Nope, Jeff, you're a damn lie. You're a damn lie. You're a damn lie, Jeff. No, you did. No, you did. Go back and listen. Pick up your phone. Go back and listen to that. No, you did. Okay. Episode I, 349. I yeah, for sure. Listen to the show. I put a spoil out here on how State keeping that game close. And win that. Is that end. winning it? And win you said they were going to keep it close. You said they were going to keep it close. I had them I'm winning. Not, not going to show this. Not going to slow the show up. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just go back and listen to that. But. Gotcha. The Ohio State skilled players might actually be as good as Alabama's, especially in the backfield. And they have the pro prospect, Justin Fields, best player on the field. Let's talk about it. He's a star. He has to have a Vince Young 2006, Deshaun Watson 2017, Joe Burrow last year type of game. And he's good enough to be that guy. The Alabama defense is vulnerable, like uh, Coach Locke mentioned. Hell, Matt Corral put up 50 damn near on him. So this is the thing. The run defense is amazing. Secondary is the problem. Justin Fields throw at least 350 in this game. Five, six touchdowns. Ohio State wins. They're putting up 45 at least. Easy. It's easy to put up 45, 50 on this Alabama team. The worst defense that Nick Saban's had since he's been there. I, I bet you anything they want, you want to bet they want to put up 45. Anything you mm-hmm. want to bet. No, no, I'm not betting it. You know what I'm saying? I'm already up 18 bets. We. I know, so bet it. You got house money. Bet it. I bet it. I bet it. I bet. I, it. I bet they put up forty. You said forty-five. 42. I bet they put up forty. I bet. They, I bet they put up forty. Me, me in the middle of forty. I meet you at forty-two. Meet me, me 42. at forty-one. <laughs> All right, forty-one points. Forty-one points. Cool. It's hard to get forty-one. Wait, <laughs> go. Go ahead. I, bet, I mean, they're gonna put up more. I'm just saying, shit. You gonna put up forty? You gonna put forty-one? So now nah, let's go forty flat. No, <laughs> I go for it when I ain't tripping. So we're going to stick with football and move on to the NFL. Now, we know Deshaun Watson lit the NFL up this year. Without his best receiver, it went to shit in the Houston, Texas organization. They lost the head coach, lost who was also the general manager. So you know what happens this time of the year when players are not getting respected by the organizations around this time? Then you start to swirl about players demanding trades. So my question for you guys is, should Deshaun Watson demand a trade from the Houston Texans? I do think the Houston Texans owe him. I know he's out on vacation right now on a boat somewhere. But give him a phone call. Hey, we're thinking about hiring this coach or this GM to see what you think. That's it. I mean, even if he don't even – if he, he said, oh, I don't care, 
at least at least let him know that he's important enough to the team that y'all give him a call. Maybe Deshaun Watson doesn't ask for a trade, but the Houston Texans should ship should shop him. There's maybe four, five teams that would not be an upgrade with Deshaun Watson. Five teams, you know, that will say, "Nah, we're good." Everybody else, they can use them. So if I'm the Texans, if we're if we're bottoming out, bottom out, get picks, get 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 prospects, and we're good. What was it? Ain't no way you ain't great for the time. Don't you crazy as hell? You know he would make your team look like me, Bruce. Man, he threw 4,500 yards, 4,800 yards. He ain't have half of A.J. Brown as a wide receiver. Sorry-ass quarterback. Ain't no yeah. backfield. If you imagine he got a backfield with Derrick Henry behind Crazy him and them receivers. Permanently mute Weezy, though, for the we're, rest of the first half. We're good. Man, <laughs> we're I, I, why am I hearing him, Jeff? Mute <laughs> his ass. Are you serious right now? Somebody mute his ass. Mute his ass. Under no circumstances would a Texas trade Deshaun Watson. They're not foolish enough to do that. Now, if Deshaun Watson shuts down and does the bare minimum, like not showing up to OTAs until he gets what he wants, and basically that is what Weezy mentioned now that he can't say anything because he's muted, is, you know, the respect to get a call for the GM, to get a call <laughs> about the coaching. You know, eventually it will force the hand of the Texans to trade him, and his trade value will be at its lowest. Last year, Stephon Diggs made it happen with a tweet. See, I don't want to be here. Let's get him out of here. What did he do? He went to Buffalo and had the best year of his career. Mm-hmm. So when that time comes, because it will, the Texans are trying to ensure that they won't simply be giving him away like they gave away Nuke Hopkins. So they make it known that Watson is available. They can simply sit back and wait for offers to pile up. The best case scenario is to trade him away as early as possible, like the Thunder did for Paul George, and rebuild the franchise. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm requesting a trade. Because like Weezy mentioned, they didn't give him that call asking for input on who he think they should hire for head coach. Now, after basically giving up his number one option for nothing, that's the least they should have done. If they trade him, it will result in a $21.6 million cap charge. But the amount of picks they would get for him could be worth it. Because like Jeff mentioned, there are teams out there that could use him. I don't figure Weezy out. I know it. I'm going to put your ass on blast. I know it. Put me on back. You don't believe in a black quarterback. You sure in the hell don't. Cam Newton coming off an MVP season. You said Cam Newton was just okay. Deshaun Watson with, with zero wide receivers. Zero. Had the most passing yards in the entire NFL, top five in every passing category with no wide receiving. You mean to sit and tell me that Ryan Tannehill, sorry ass, wouldn't, you would, I would, listen, and I'm not even a Titans fan. I would help him get to the damn airport so the city can be lit up <laughs> because Deshaun Watson tear this damn city up with A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, sorry ass. We don't need them as, we've been to the playoffs two years in a row, which is one, which is one uh, division we don't need Deshaun Watson. Whoa. We don't need Deshaun Watson. Do you know if Deshaun Watson was on that Titans team last year? Y'all beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know 100%, 100%. that? 100. That's the that's what y'all need to get over the hump. You're right. Y'all have gotten to the AFC Championship game. Y'all have won the division. That's not that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to win Super Bowls. If you put Deshaun Watson on their team, Super Bowl parade in Nashville. In the discussion. You guys ready to get started with halftime? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it, Bianca Smith, an African-American woman, has made baseball history. The 29-year-old was hired as the first black woman to coach in professional baseball. Smith also played softball at Dartmouth from 2010 to 2012 before working as a director of baseball operations at Case Western University from 2013 to 2017. And as an assistant coach for the University of Dallas in 2018, Smith most recently served as an assistant baseball coach and hitting coordinator at Wisconsin's Carroll University and was named a coach in the Boston Red Sox minor league system. Now, she will work with the team's infielders at the Red Sox minor league facility in Fort Myers, Florida. Shout out to primetime. That Smith's historic hiring happened in Boston, a city where angry mobs violently attacked school buses carrying black children to previously all white schools in the 1970s. 
could be a sign of racial progress. I highly doubt it, considering the fact in <laughs> Chocolate City, come on now, in, in 2021 <laughs> with a noose. Don't forget the fucking noose. The Red Sox have had a history of racism at Fenway Park last year. Also, Alyssa Nakin of the San Francisco Giants became the first on-field female coach in Major League Baseball history. Congrats to Boston for finally doing something right for the first time in team history. You let Mookie Betts walk for no reason. You let the N-word fly the entire time you've owned the team. Shout out to Boston, man, finally doing something right. It's good, man. Really big other, deal. Other than Big Poppy. Other than Big Poppy. I don't know about Boston, man. <laughs> well, other, hey, I don't know. Pedro. Are we counting Pedro? We, if we, no, we just like Poppy? Big, big Poppy held it down. Big Poppy held it down. Yeah, Poppy he, held it down way more than Pedro, dog. Yeah, Pedro yeah. smacked Dom Zimmer, dog. He, he beat up an old man. We can't count Pedro. This is true. He did. He, did that. <laughs> he put them hands on Zimmer. <laughs> he did that. <laughs> he put them hands on Zimmer. Hey, you can't. You shouldn't have rushed him. Hey, that was that was him. I Paul. guess to be out there. Ah, you guys ready to get started with the second half? Please, let's do it. Let's get it, man. Let's do it. Man. The second half is underway. Second half, the 2020-21 NFL postseason award show. Before we get started, I am Jay Ho. It's your boy Big Jeff. It's your boy Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Like the strange and time surreal 2020 NFL regular seasons come to an end. With six playoff games this weekend, we figured it was a good time, as any, to hand out our annual end of the season predictions and awards for things like the Super Bowl winner, as well as the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and much, much more. Go back and listen to episode 342 as we handed out our midseason awards. Weezy was out on assignment at that time, so in turn, it was just me, Jeff, and Coach. We will kick things off with question number one, the Offensive Player of the Year. My midseason prediction was Alvin Kamara. Who's your postseason prediction, Weezy, and why? My postseason prediction was none other than Derrick Henry, offensive player of the year. Uh, stats speak for itself: two thousand rushing yards, uh, seventeen touchdowns, and uh, five point five point one yards per carry. Derrick Henry only had two fumbles the whole season. Derrick Henry, man. My midseason pick was Russell Wilson. My postseason pick is Stephon Diggs. Said every receiving record in Buffalo that was, and you think about some of the receivers we have in the past, for him to get there this year and do what he's done and turn that offense around and make them formidable and scary, give me Stephon Diggs. My midseason prediction was Pat Mahomes. My postseason prediction is Derrick Henry. For everything Weezy said, the one thing I will say is that this has only been done eight times in NFL history by eight players. So without him, the Titans will be miserable. They would need nowhere where they are. So Derrick Henry wins this award because we know the MVPs, things like that, goes to your quarterbacks typically. So you got to give Derrick Henry this. My postseason prediction is Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs. His record-setting year helped him get voted unanimously as a first-team All-Pro player. Him and Aaron Donald, spoiler alert, the only people that got unanimous votes. This season's been far from ordinary, man. It's top five in receptions, receiving yards. He was second. And in touchdown catches, he was tied for fifth with 11. He plays tight end, guys. He had 1,000 yards for the fifth consecutive year. He'll be the first offensive player of the year award at the tight end position, dating back to his inception since 1972, man. So this is the year to do it, man. Give it to Killer Trav, my guy. Let's move on to question number two, Offensive Rookie of the Year. My midseason prediction was Justin Jefferson. Who's your postseason prediction and why, Weezy? My postseason pick is your boy, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I, I think it's hard to go against him, man. Young boy, numbers is crazy. I wrote him down here somewhere. My midseason pick was Joe Burrow. Injuries happen. Injuries are the worst thing in sports. My goodness. And I'm going with Justin Herbert. He jumps off the screen. Uh, yes, coach, coach got fired. It wasn't his fault. Stepped in with the, the, the unfortunate incident with Tyrod and never looked back. We just heard it. My midseason prediction was also Joe Burrow. Me and Jeff are on the same page. My postseason is Justin Herbert. He had a record-setting year. He's the youngest quarterback in league history to throw 30 touchdown passes in a single season. 
and he set the rookie record for most games with at least 300 passing yards. He had eight of those. Most games with at least two touchdown passes, 10 of those. And most games with at least three touchdown passes, six. So I got to go with Justin Herbert. Sure, man. Um, I got Justin Jefferson. I'm picking with my midseason pick, man. I said Justin Jefferson would be the best wide receiver in this class. And he proved me right, man. Setting records for receiving yards from a Minnesota Viking. You know, you know who's a rookie of the Minnesota Vikings? Randy Moss, man. Top two wide receiver of all time. Broke Odell's record. These are all rookies with 88 catches, second among touchdowns, just 1,400 yards on the nose. Continues to make a name for itself and a big role in Minnesota's offense. Makes you not miss Stephon Diggs as much as you thought you would. And he's going to be great, man, for years to come, man. Justin Jefferson. Moving on to the next award is the Defensive Player of the Year. My midseason prediction was Aaron Donald. Who's your postseason prediction, Weezy, and why? Man, my postseason prediction is uh, cornerback Xavier Howard for Miami Dolphins. Uh, ten picks, forty to—I mean, forty uh, tackles. Uh, ten picks is just—that's a big boy number for, for for a cornerback. You just don't see it, and he—he uh, he might have been the best player on that defensive on that defense. I'm, I'm going to go with Xavier Howard for Miami Dolphins. My midseason pick was uh, Miles Garrett. I wanted to go with Xavier as well. But I'm going with Aaron Donald. Just sheer havoc. He's a defensive tackle. Nothing, we've said it all about him every time we talk about him. I don't have to go into it in detail no more. It's Aaron Donald, man. Best player on defense on the side of the ball. My midseason prediction was Miles Garrett. And my postseason prediction is T.J. Watt. The reason I thought Miles Garrett was going to be it because I thought he was going to lead the league in sacks. He didn't. Who did, you ask? T.J. Watt. He also led the league in tackles for loss and quarterback pressures. So it got to go with T.J. Watt if you lead the NFL in sacks. I'm sticking with my midseason prediction, Aaron Donald. He's been a force since he entered the league in 2014. He's the reason that the Rams' defense is number one in total defensive points allowed. His ability to nearly affect every play and Jeff can attest to this as an interior defensive lineman, sets him apart from his peers. He's getting double and triple teamed every game, and he still came in second with sacks. For the third time in four years, he's our top defensive player in the league, man. No question. I think he's the best, best player in the entire NFL. It's not even close. Anytime you dominate your position three times out of four, and he could have won it, but he only had 12 and a half sacks that year. It's Aaron Donald, for sure. Defensive Rookie of the Year, my midseason prediction was Antoine Winfield. Who's your postseason prediction and why? My postseason prediction is Chase Young. Chase Young from the uh, Washington football team, playoff team. 32 solo tackles, 7.5 sacks. And when you when you think of Washington, you don't think nobody on offense. You just think about Chase Young. Now, at least I do. Alex Smith had a good, you know, comeback story but Chase Young. He, and he, he got that C on his chest for a reason. A captain as a rookie is a big deal. I agree 100%. My, my midseason was Chase Young. Postseason, he got that C on his chest for a reason. Chase Young, man. Fun to watch. My goodness. My midseason prediction was Patrick Queen from Baltimore. My postseason prediction is Chase Young. I don't need to repeat everything you guys just said. The only thing I will say is he finished the regular season as the Power Football's third highest graded rookie defender since 2006. Yeah, man. I'm sticking with Chase Young as well, man. Let's just complete the cipher. Washington has used several first-round picks on defensive linemen throughout the years. Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne. So they should be good for the next couple of years. But just given how Chase Young disrupts offensive lines, offenses, period, the way that he did, it looks like he's going to be the leader of that defense, and he's got to win the award for sure, man. Antoine Winfield played good, though, but it just wasn't enough. He didn't stick around long enough. Question number five. The next question is the breakout player of the year. My midseason prediction was DK Metcalf. Who's your postseason prediction and why? My postseason player, uh, breakout player was Josh Allen, quarterback, Buffalo Bills, man. He's He was top five in two quarterback categories. Top five in passing, top five in touchdowns. Uh, got that team rolling, man. He had 4,500 yards passing, 30, 37 touchdowns, man. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, but I do agree. My 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 midseason was Kyler Murray, and Kyler, you know, he kind of fumbled it away there the last couple of weeks. He shit the bed. Just say it, Jeff. He shit weeks. the bed. Just the last two weeks. Just the he last the bed. He shit the bed the last four weeks. 
They lost four of their last five games. He shit the bed. Hold on, I'm a, I don't, Jeff. I'm gonna use one of his excuses. He always use. He played hurt. He was hurt. He, he, he was, was hurt. Playing hurt. But I can't. You, 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 you use that excuse all the time against every player. Colin Murray was hurt the last game. He couldn't even run. Yeah, that is true. He didn't finish the last two games. Now that tongue of our lower kid. Woo boy. Anyway, so um, my breakout player of the year is as is, is much as I say things about this kid, as much as I, you know, hate the fact that he throws blindfolded passes and deep routes to fullbacks and playoffs, it's Josh Allen. Everything we just said, man, you can't you can't dispute it. The numbers are there, the season is there. I just hope it keeps rolling for the playoffs. Let's go, Mafia. My midseason prediction was Daryl Henderson from the Rams. But my postseason prediction is Trey Hendrickson from New Orleans Saints. He had 13 and a half sacks, which was tied for second in the league with Aaron Donald, which was triple his total last year. And he doubled his solo tackles from last year with 22. Nobody saw this guy coming in and being top or second, I guess I should say, in the NFL with sacks. So I went with Trey Hendrickson from New Orleans. I am third in Josh Allen. He's more efficient. Seems completion percentage increased by nearly 10 points. However, the thing that affected me the most with Josh Allen to see that the way that he turned himself into a dual threat quarterback and making life miserable for opposing defenses. He's emerged one of the most indefensible quarterbacks in the entire NFL. And he's going to be even more dangerous next year as he gets Stefan Diggs in rhythm and they get a whole season playing together. The Bills just got to figure out a way to support Allen on the ground game. If you can add a truly elite running back into the mix, the Bills can be unstoppable, man. They can win it all, for sure. Move right along to the comeback player of the year. My midseason prediction was Ben Roethlisberger. Who's your postseason prediction and why, Weezy? I, I actually went with Big Ben on this one, comeback player of the year. Uh, he, 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 didn't, he didn't play that great last two or three games of the season, but he still, that, that team didn't even make the playoffs last year. He got him in the playoffs this year. I went with Big Ben. Midseason pick was Alex Smith. Postseason pick is still Alex Smith. The fact that he's played a football game, like we said before, and the fact that this team is in the playoffs is amazing. So give me Alex Smith. My midseason prediction was also Alex Smith, and my postseason is also Alex Smith also. He never thought he was going to have to step on the field this year. Dwayne Haskins was the quarterback of the future who was no longer there with the Washington football team. But they had other quarterbacks they thought would step in next after him in Kyle Allen. None of it worked out like they thought, and Alex Smith stepped in and got those boys to the playoffs, and he was playing well, to be honest. He does have that calf injury he suffered, but got to go with Alex Smith, comeback yeah, player. Never has an award been as easy to decide as this year's comeback player of the year. Alex Smith won the award when he made the 53-man roster. Let's be real. Oh. Played eight games, 5-1 and one as a starter, and Washington football teams in the playoffs since 2015. First time since 2015. That's nuts. In any other year, Weezy, I agree. Roethlisberger, maybe Alden Smith could have won the award with their own comeback stories, but Alex Smith's comeback tale is movie-worthy, man. For sure, man. I'm happy for Alex Smith, man. Moving right along to the sophomore slump. My midseason prediction, Ed Oliver, Buffalo Bills. Who's your postseason prediction and why, Weezy? My postseason uh, pick on, on this one is one of my boys. He's on my all-quarterback team. was Drew Locke. He had 15 interceptions. 20, I mean, 16 touchdowns. Uh, just had a bad year this year. Just couldn't figure it out. My midseason prediction was Darren Henderson. No fault of his own. When he had a shot, he could make it turn it around. But sophomore slump still. Postseason, Darren Henderson. I mean, that, that backfield in the background is, is – is, that backfield in the Rams is packed with him, Akers, and Brown. He just can't break away from the pack. But if he goes somewhere else or something like that, he's special, man. He's he's a starting back in this league. It's just he didn't get a chance to do it this year because of injuries. My midseason prediction was Daniel Jones from the Giants. My postseason prediction is Daniel Jones from the Giants. He threw 24 touchdowns last year and only had 11 this year. Had 12 interceptions last year and had 10 this year in less attempts. His attempts went down, so your interceptions should go down. His yards went down, and his QB rating also went down. Daniel Jones, man, you got to step it up. They're looking for you to be the franchise quarterback there. I went with Daniel Jones. So speaking of a franchise player, I'm sticking with my midseason predictions, Ed Oliver. When you're drafted top 10 in the NFL, your expectations are sky high. You know, I think it's fair that we all want a little bit more from him at this point. 
and he shows good tools and diverse skill set, but it's in flashes. For this team to be a Super Bowl contender, Ed Oliver has to play like a top 10 pick, and he just doesn't do that every night and every snap. So, um, yeah, I'm sticking with Ed Oliver, man. I'm hoping that he figures out a way to kind of get this going and keeping it going because, man, that kid can play. I just think he got a little bit of money, and he done got lazy. Scary, for sure. Moving right along to the next award is the fall-off player of the year. My midseason prediction was Sam Darnold, New York Jets. Who's your postseason prediction and why? Actually, my postseason, I'm going to go with my, my, my quarterbacks. Sam Darnold, he didn't have a good year this year. I don't think it's all his fault. Adam Gates is a horrible coach. I don't think it's all his fault. I think he has potential to be a whole lot better. But this year was a bad year for Sam Darnold and the New York Jets, even though they won two games in a row. But Sam Darnold had a horrible year. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm beating up on the kid, but my midseason pick was T.Y. Hilton because where was he throughout the first eight to ten games of the year? But overall, throughout the season, it was Sam Darnold. They want more from him. His job is on the line. Um, they might be getting a new quarterback in, in in New York right now. So, Sam Darnold, man, need more from you. My midseason prediction is going to sound crazy, but he wasn't playing well at the time. Ezekiel Elliott, especially when – uh, Dak Prescott got hurt. I figured they put all the pressure on Zeke and put everybody in the box, load him up, but he actually didn't fall off too bad. So my post-season, postseason prediction, excuse me, is Mark Ingram from the Ravens. He only had 299 yards rushing and two touchdowns after last year coming off 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. They need you to do better than that, Mark Ingram. You're putting all the pressure on Lamar Jackson. So my follow-up player was Mark Ingram. Um, my postseason prediction is Carson Wentz with the Eagles, man. Do you see how Aaron Rodgers reacted to his team drafting a quarterback in the first round? Wentz went the total opposite, man. This is the most disappointing season ever from a quarterback based on expectations and prior performance. He became the first Pro Bowl quarterback in his 20s in 25 years to regress the way that Carson Wentz did in every statistical category. He became only the third quarterback in the last 15 years to complete less than 58% of his passes, throw 15 picks, and average less than six yards per attempt, man. That is a shit year, and that's enough to get you canned, and he'll be playing somewhere else once the 2021 season starts, for sure. I don't know how I missed that one. That was a great pick, Jay. I don't know how I missed that one. Appreciate that, Weezy. You never give me compliments. I appreciate it. Take them and get them, for sure, especially from you, brother. Let's move on to Coach of the Year. My midseason prediction was Mike Tomlin, Steelers. Who's your postseason prediction and why, Weezy? My postseason prediction is River Bolt Ron. He beat cancer, and he just won a division, and he's in the playoffs. Worst of first, River Bolt Ron. My midseason pick was Mike Tomlin. My postseason pick, probably going to regret this, Sean McDermott. What can I say, man? Like, I'm hard on my team, but can't, can't deny this. Three losses, 13 wins. Let's go, Mafia. My midseason prediction was also Mike Tomlin, and I'm with you, Jeff. I'm going with Sean McDermott. No one saw them going 13-3. and three. We knew they would have a chance to win a division with Brady leaving the Patriots, but we didn't think Buffalo would dominate the NFL like this. I could have gone with Kevin Stefanski, but Cleveland, we knew they had the talent to, to start doing what they're doing. It was just a matter of time. So I went with Buffalo's coach, Sean McDermott. Um, my pick in the postseason is Kevin Stefanski with the Browns. Without a benefit of an offseason program, preseason games, I think Stefanski gradually and deliberately and inevitably crafted a winning program from a team that grossly underachieved the year before. They did it all without their best wide receiver, and the effort simply started by winning the games that they should fucking win. They just won the games they were supposed to win, y'all. 11-5, one of the toughest divisions in all of the NFL. Cleveland's first postseason berth since 2002. Got to go with Stefanski, man. MVP. I'm disappointed in this one, man. Uh, my midseason prediction. The first one for Russell Wilson. Who's your postseason prediction and why, Weezy? My postseason is uh, Aaron Rodgers, man. Two for 4,299 yards. 48 touchdowns. I know he wish he would have had 50. I know he did. Uh, via, uh <laughs> that what's that wide receiver Marquez Valentine? He cost him 50 touchdowns. He dropped two passes. They cost him 50 touchdowns. He sure did. He dropped but, more than two. He dropped more than he, two. Yeah, but he dropped. I know I saw one that he dropped a bomb. He dropped. He he cost him 50 touchdowns. You need to buy him a car or something, man, because you, you you cost that man a record. Um, 
I want Aaron Rodgers though, man. Un- unbelievable season. They they got to the quarterback and he showed them, hey, y'all just cheer, relax. Let me do this. My midseason pick was Kyler Murray. Talked about what happened with Kyler Murray. My postseason pick is the co-MVP. What? Stephon Diggs and Derrick Henry. Those two teams, depending on those two players a lot, it's most valuable player to your team. I know it's a quarterback award normally, but Derrick Henry, 2,000 rushing yards, that Titans team would not be what they are. And Stephon Diggs, we wouldn't be anything without Stephon Diggs on offense. Those are the two most valuable players in the NFL right now on offense. I see you, Jeff. My midseason prediction was Russell Wilson. My postseason prediction, Pat Mahomes. Threw for 4,700 yards, which was second in the NFL, 38 touchdowns, fourth in the NFL, and six interceptions. And he led his team to the best record in the NFL, and he did it against the hardest conference in the NFL. Eight different teams had double-digit wins in the AFC versus the NFC, where there were only five teams that had double-digit wins. But the most impressive stat for me is that the Chiefs went 8-0 on the road. That's a big deal in the NFL. Give me Pat Mahomes. I wanted Russ to win this one, man. Just, you know, for you know, for the culture. Sierra. I'm sticking with Aaron Rodgers, man. Like it or not, it's one statistic that guarantees Rodgers wins the MVP. And it's not his touchdown, which he led the NFL with that. It's his passer rate. I play Madden, lost to Madden, shot to Coach Wayne, got me. Um, but I always would see passer rating. Oh, you know. Justin Fields had a passer rating, perfect passer rating. And I was like, what the hell is that? It's using his passing attempts, completions, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. Put those together, and he has a passer rating. Aaron Rodgers, I'm talking about, is 121.5. That's the second best single season passer rating of all time, y'all. You know who has the best of all time? Any guesses? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. John Elway. It was Aaron Rodgers. In 2013, he had a 125.5 passer rate, and he won MVP that year. Of the 12 best single-season passer ratings of all time, eight out of the 12 went on to win MVP in their respective years. May not be a bad thing if he loses this to Patrick Mahomes because the regular season MVP hasn't won a Super Bowl since 1999. So Aaron Rodgers is your MVP for sure. How'd I lost that Madden game for sure. Um, last question, man. Super Bowl matchup. 49ers versus the Chiefs last year. My midseason prediction was the Seahawks versus the Ravens. Who is your postseason prediction and why, Weezy? Titans, Tampa Bay. Just because I'm a Titans fan. I got Derrick Henry, two-time lead MVP in Russia. Leader lead rush. Yeah, yeah. MVP leader. Oh yeah, made oh, up man. a stat with yeah. that. Yeah, you sure did. That was like passer rating. Man. You put that together, then you buy. Boy, what the fuck was that, boy? <laughs> <laughs> My midseason pick was the Ravens versus the Seahawks. That's a solid matchup. I'm gonna go for the marquee matchup though. Pat Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers for all the marvels in the Super Bowl. My midseason prediction was Chiefs versus Seahawks. My postseason prediction is Chiefs versus Packers. We're going to finally get to see the shootout of the two quarterbacks that we have been trying to see. Hey, we just saw it last week, guys. We saw it Clemson versus Ohio State. We saw the shootout that everybody had. And you know what? Nobody talks about it, but Justin Fields outplayed the number one pick, and people aren't talking about it. Have you heard a peep of that on any sports show? Because the number one pick was already solidified in their eyes. But did he? But I don't hear that enough that he outplayed the hell out of him, like by leaps and bonds, right? Six touchdowns to what? Two or one? Six to two. And he only missed six passes. Six touchdowns of the game is six. He only missed six passes. He showed up for sure. Trevor Lawrence was 33 for 48. I wanted to make sure people talked about that. Uh, Weezy, I know who you thought had the, you know, you. <laughs> oh, Tommy Tom. Um, listen. <laughs> <laughs>
I said a Tommy Tom. Hey. <laughs> oh my God. All right, man. Um, I got off, off, off kill today. My postseason prediction, not like these guys. They pick chalk. Um, I'm going to go on the No, 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 no. I'm talking about my, my, my esteemed co host, Coach Locke and Jeffrey there. They pick hella chalk. Uh, I'm going to live a little bit. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I am picking the Seahawks versus the Bills in the worst Super Bowl ever. Nobody wants to see that. But yeah, I'm going Seahawks Bills, man. You don't you don't really believe that. You, that don't, you don't believe that. Nah, you, you don't believe that. that. Oh, horrible bitch. <laughs> we don't believe Seahawks that. versus the Bills. That's one matchup I know we'll kick shit out of the Seahawks. We'll win that easy. If we play them in the, in the Super Bowl, we'll win that by the way. Hey, don't want be careful what you like wish that. for, man. Be careful you don't want what you wish like for. That. My head is out. We win it by at least two touchdowns. We play this. Listen them. to him. Yeah. <laughs> if that matchup come on, Joe, we can bet anything you want to bet on that. That's fine. I'm saying that matchup, but we can bet them two touchdowns. Y'all ain't gonna beat them by two touchdowns. <laughs> I ain't worried about Seattle. Not not against us. All yeah. in all, man, it was a great NFL year. Um, my team, you know, we we played in the Super Bowl last year. Spoiler alert: We're not going to be in the Super Bowl this year. But I think we'll get, you know, some help that we need with that 12th pick. Hopefully, we can trade that 12th pick and the, and the pick after that. And then the pick after that, we can maybe get Deshaun Watson. I'll do it tomorrow. Get a wide receiver. Say it again. Allen Robinson. Hey, man. Say, <laughs> what? What? Love to have him, for sure. Uh, Wheezy, on the other hand, would rather, you know, have – I, all I'm saying is we don't need them. I, that's I wouldn't have. I'm just saying you rather have Jay Cutler. You know, you rather have Jay Cutler. You rather have Jay, you. That's your man. Jay Cutler ain't your man. Yeah, but hey, Jay Cutler ain't playing no more, dog. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You would rather have Jay Cutler than any black quarterback. Now that is another show, man. All right, uh, we appreciate it. I'm I'm happy to be back, man. You know, I'm just happy to be back. You know, I was ready to talk some football. It's been fun. As always, you know, it's gonna be fun watching these games this weekend. You guys will hear this a bit a little late, but uh, hey, we got you one early this week for sure. Go back and check out our wild card predictions. And I went uh, 100%. Get you, Jeff. By the time you hear this, you'll be a Super Bowl champion in Madden. We should be, <laughs> we should be. Yeah, you got a tough match up tonight. You, you know. do, you do. Look at tomorrow. Or, or Sunday. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not or easy. Or Monday. It's not easy. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to see him, but you know, we're going to have to make it work. <laughs> oh, man. Weezy, you don't know what the hell is going on. Sauce and the sauce. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, man. Another show, man. We appreciate y'all pulling up. Go to um, <laughs> the Action 24-7 website. Create a profile. Use code FSP100. They'll match you dollar for dollar. Don't forget to do that, man. Support them guys, man. Only if you are in Tennessee. Only if you're in the state of Tennessee, man. Good catch, Bob. Good catch. What? What sideline? Tippy toe. Hey, get two feet. Tippy toe. Keep the feet in. That boy, hey, before we get out of here, that boy Weezy said, Derrick Henry won NFL MVP rushing title, boy. You really gonna run it back? You really gonna run it back? What the fuck was that, boy? What the fuck was that? That tweet is with questions throughout the week at Full Sport. First, don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. And tell those friends that make up stats. Wait, see, get him. Get him. You hear that? You ain't gonna say nothing to him. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Weezy. Everything paid for, baby. <laughs> Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. Coach Lot. Get a drummer song. And the revolution will be podcasted. We are out. <laughs>With last week's games in the books, it's time to place wagers for the upcoming week of sports. There's no better way of being a part of the game like Action 24-7's app, the official sports booking site for the Full Sport Press Podcast. Get into the game right from your couch. It's pretty simple. Just download the Action 24-7 app, create your profile, and use code FSP100. That's code FSP100, only the Action 24-7 app. 
Eligibility restriction applied. See action247.com for more details. Remember, game responsibly for promotional use only. Everything paid for. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The Revolution will be podcasted.